Welcome to the Wake Up Your Warrior podcast with me, Christine Cohen. Every week, we will share conversations with humans whose lives have been transformed by the power of movement on their mental health, break down the latest neuroscience, and hopefully inspire you to wake up your inner warrior to fight for the best versions of you every single day. Let's get into today's episode. Cheers to the holidays. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to today's chat all about mental health holiday challenge. The mental health holiday challenge, something that I kickstarted just a few days ago. And I wanted to talk all about what it is and get you guys excited and on board for it. So I'm actually doing this live on Instagram and it's going to go up on my podcast, Wake Up Your Warrior. So if you're listening and you'd rather see me chat with you, you can head on over to my Instagram, christine.cohen and watch. So, okay. So first of all, I wanted to give you a little life update. I'm wearing red because I wanted to remind myself that this is for the mental health holiday challenge first and foremost. Um, so I have been in a really good like energy flow, mindset flow, like just state, state of mind, state of body, state of being, which I'm so grateful for because I feel like I was in a little bit of a rut for a bit. Not that there was anything wrong at all. In fact, I have like more to be grateful for than like I even recognize sometimes. But I just felt a little bit in a rut. I kept doing what I was, my life, living my life, living my, you know, doing the warrior team stuff, um, launching the natural solutions program and all of that felt so right. But I still felt like frustrated, frustrated that things weren't like, coming together as I really, really wanted them to. And I've just been taking that as a sign that the way that I'm approaching and living life, maybe I could shift it a bit because it didn't really feel like me, the way that I was going about it. So I did. Um, three weeks ago, I started taking salsa dance lessons again at my school in New York City. I'm able to go in on the train and take three lessons in a row, which is like so, so good because the first hour you're really warming up and that's the level one class. Um, and the first class I went to, it's uh, the teacher started playing the music. We started doing the steps and just, uh, it just like filled my soul with so much joy. And I'm like, yes. I'm so happy to be back here. I was really struggling thinking the last time I did this, the last time I was in a salsa class at this school with this teacher, with these people, was a year and a half ago. Was a year and a half of my life ago. And that's crazy to me. Just absolutely mind-boggling in a way that didn't feel good. And Salsa dancing was one of the things that I missed the most throughout the pandemic that I was not able to do. I was able to salsa in my kitchen, but it's just not the same. And I really wanted to learn to partner 
dance, to social dance, so that I could go to any salsa club or be on a dance floor and they start a salsa song and hopefully like someone, a lead, knows how to salsa and we meet up and we just like kill it on the dance floor. That's like my dream. You know that movie that Jennifer Lopez and Richard Gere are in? I think it's Shall We Dance or Dance With Me, I forget which one it is. And he pretty much goes to ballroom dance. But then there's this one scene where they're at the club. And of course, J-Lo is amazing. And she's doing all these fantastic moves. And that was one of the reasons why I even started salsa dancing in the beginning at, at all. So that's been my dream forever. And when it got interrupted because of the pandemic, I was really like heartbroken about it. So to get back to it really feels like I am living out the full version of my life again. It's which is, you know, quite quite a big thing to say, but it really does feel so fulfilling for me. So that has been aligning me. I've been meditating almost every morning, which is like absolutely huge for me. I have always struggled with consistency when it comes to meditation. I've struggled with what to do when I'm meditating. Like, okay, once I'm focused on my breathing and I'm being mindful, like then what? And I've always used guided meditations or like looked stuff up on YouTube or done insight timer. And those were all great. And I would find meditations that I liked, but I never really had I never felt like I was getting traction I guess you could call it in my meditations it never really felt like I knew where I was going or why I was doing them so over the summer I joined this program it's called to be magnetic and it has a purpose in really allowing you to meditate and some of the guided things are like some sort of like neuroscience hypnosis. Anyway, it's a mix of neuroscience backed meditations and really helping you unblock things, helping you work through, you know, like emotional blocks that you have or past blocks I didn't even know from your inner child or just like shadow blocks that you have about, like for instance, for me, even out of time, like getting up and doing a live or starting a podcast, I had so many emotional blocks about. And so you work through those in these guided meditations and it's really wonderful. And I really feel like I'm getting into a flow of it. I feel like I'm understanding why I'm doing it. I'm feeling like things are opening up for me and I love it. Plus it's a program. So I'm able to like have some sort of structure and routine and understand what I need when and it's great. I really, really love it. I did their f unblocked full moon meditation and journaling the other day over the last week when it was the big November like beaver moon. Um, and I'm not like a full moon, get your crystals out, take your top off type of girl. And I barely know anything about astrology at all past like what my own... Um, astrological sign is but it's more than that like I don't need to be that type of person to get out of it um, what is really what it really is about which is about reconnecting reflecting on who you're being 
is that aligned with who you want to be? What's the, what is it aligned with who's, what's important to you? And so it was a really wonderful kind of like cleansing to start the next moon phase, which to me is, I'll have to Google when the next full moon is because I won't know. <laughs> but either way, I felt really, really good doing that. And I've just felt in a really great groove. So I wanted to continue that. And I wanted to share that with you based on what we have coming up, which is the holiday season. So here we go getting ready to chat about the mental health holiday challenge that I decided to do. And this was totally kind of on a whim. I thought, you know, holidays, there's so much stress about it. There's so much buildup around it. And for me personally, I always have this really big anticipation about, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite times of the year. And I can't wait for it. And I love all the Christmas decorations and lights and all the hot cocoa and all the feel-good stuff. But every year, I feel like it just blows by. I get really wrapped up in the stress of where I need to be and what I need to do and who needs to go there and driving and traveling that I end up like fa fast-forwarding it, like unintentionally just fast-forwarding through it and we get to the other end and I'm like, oh, it's over. And I'm really upset and disappointed that it's over and I didn't really feel like I experienced it. And I know that some of you feel that way. And for even more of us, the holidays can bring up a lot of stress and a lot of stuff. So what is the mental health holiday challenge? Well, we're going to be meeting up here on Instagram every day to basically check in and set an intention each day that you're going to prioritize your mental health over the next few weeks. So definitely check in on my Instagram at christine.cohen or at wakeupyourwarrior because I'll be posting on both places. If we don't make our mental health through this season an intention daily, it won't happen. Bringing intention to that is a practice. It's a habit. And right now we're not in the habit of doing that. Or it's really easy. Maybe we're on like the brink of making it a habit. But for some reason, as soon as, let me know if this is you in the comments, but when you sort of finally feel like I'm in my groove, like I am right now, I feel like I'm finally in like a little bit of a groove. And then the holidays come and they sort of like whisk that all away. And all of a sudden you're left like on the floor, like holiday roadkill. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm going to share a mental health self-care tip every day or a neuroscience hack or a natural method to relieve anxiety or depression. I'll share what I'm doing. I'll share an inspirational quote, something that helps you check in, give you some reflection on your own level of where you are in that place. And then with some of the tips and hacks, you can actually start to apply that practically in your own life and add it to your tool belt. So a lot of you know, I don't really focus on the psychology end of things because that's not my specialty, but I am so passionate about the neuroscience-backed practical things that we can do to shift our nervous system, to impact our body, and therefore impact our brain and our mental health. 
you know I do this with nutrition, I do this with natural methods to improve depression and anxiety, and I want to bring a little taste of that to you in this mental health holiday challenge. So I want, I want this to be something where we can come that brings us back to ourselves each day and remember that we need to pour into ourselves in order to have anything to pour out. How many of us keep trying to pour out from an empty cup and like we're barely getting anything, right? We're barely getting anything out to like, we're trying to give and give and give and it's just not coming. Well, we can't pour from an empty cup and eventually we're gonna keep tipping ourselves over that we're gonna crack or maybe even break. And when we break or when we burn out, then we know that's a really big like, the whispers have turned to screams, have turned to alarm bells, and we really need to do something to take care of ourselves. So let's not get to that point and let's pour in as much as we can. Okay, so why are why are we doing this? Well, I was thinking as I was looking f- like towards November, December, um, this was even back in October, I was feeling like a mix of anticipation, excitement, and anxiety about this holiday season, mostly because (laughs) I kept calling it my marathon. I'm running a marathon in between, like throughout November and December because I have so many weddings and so many events and so many parties that like I never, ever have. Um, But a lot of them were rescheduled because they were canceled over the pandemic. And so it's like, boom, wedding weekend, boom, travel to New Orleans, for my friend's wedding weekend, boom, my cousin's wedding, boom, a birthday party, boom, Christmas, boom, (laughs) boom, um, after that, New Year's. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? I had the intention of kind of like slowing down over December and slowing down with work, slowing down with commitments and obligations and really taking the, the season to enjoy it. And looking out at what I had scheduled, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be exhausted by January. I'm going to be running on fumes. And instead of letting it like wear away at me, I started to think, what can I do about this? So the holidays, right? They're the most wonderful time of the year as the song goes, but... As I heard actually on the um, We Can Do Hard Things podcast, the Glennon Doyle podcast this morning, they were like, okay, it's not the most wonderful time of the year at all. It's just the most. (laughs) It's the most time of the year. The most stressful, the most loud, the most colorful, the most social, the most busy, the most expectations. And I'm like, yeah, it is the most. What the heck? But I truly want it to be not the most wonderful time of year, but at least a wonderful time of the year. And let, like, just take that expectation of the most wonderful off the table. But I do want to enjoy it. I do want to savor it. There's a lot of stuff to stress about over the holidays. Obligations and just family and awkward situations and food and all those issues. It's a lot of stuff that feels somewhat out of our control. But as we know, we can only control ourselves and how we show up. 
So instead of asking questions that give us answers that don't really get us anywhere, let's ask a different question. When we ask better questions, we get better options. So the first question I want you to ask yourself is, what do I want to feel like over this holiday season? What do I want to be like? How do I want to feel inside of the moments over the next few weeks of time of my life? Because if you think about it, this is a moment of your life that you will never get back. This is holiday season 2021. You'll never have it again. Let's not take it for granted or waste it, you know? Let's not fast forward it. So if we were going to choose how we want to feel over this holiday season, what comes up? How do I want to feel going into the season? How do I want to feel on the actual days? How do I want to feel on the weekends, on the weekdays? How do I want to feel at the end when everything is over and we're going right into a new year, January 1st? Like I was saying, it's like a mar- I've been thinking of it as a marathon. Well, how screwed up is this? So it's kind of like a sneaky double marathon that we enter into. So it's like, okay, we have the holiday season. It is a marathon in and of itself. So go run 26.2 miles over the holidays. And when you think you finally reached the finish line and you can relax, well, just kidding. It's January 1 and surprise, you need to run another marathon because it's a new year and New Year's resolutions. And meanwhile, we're still tired from the first one. We're like, we didn't even get to recover. January 1st, New Year's resolutions, like, and we don't even think about it. And we just jump right into it. And it's like, of course, we should be able to, to do this. Well, no wonder why we set all these New Year's resolutions and then fizzle out after a couple of weeks, because we're pouring from an empty cup. Hello? Anyone else with me? Remember, this is your holiday season too. Yes, it might be your kid's holiday season and it might be your family's, but like, what about you? It's absolutely your holiday season too. This is one moment of your life. How do you want to show up in it? Again, how do you want to feel? So I took a few minutes before jumping on this live and I just connected to myself and reflected on how do I want to feel. So I'm going to invite you to do the same. Um, I would encourage you to do it after this is over. Sit in some silence. Just kind of be with yourself. But I'll share with you what came up for me. And that was, I want to feel connected to joy. I want to feel present. I'm going to be present. I want to be calm. I want to be relaxed. I want to feel recharged. I want to feel cozy. (laughs) I want to feel cheerful. I want to enjoy, I want to savor the moments, like savor them, like the really, really good ones. And I want to feel a part of it, not just be a spectator. And lastly, I wrote, I want to slow down. Often when I ask this question, how do you want to feel to people, if they're not in the practice of coming up with those 
ways of being in the positive frame, they start to say them in the negatives or they start to say them like what they don't want to feel. They'll say like, I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel frantic. I don't want to feel obligated. Well, I encourage you to flip that when you start to say something like, I don't want to feel. Well, what would be the opposite of that? What would be the opposite of frantic? What would be the opposite of obligated? And come up with a word that feels right for you. And there you go. Then you have your intention word. When we know how we want to be or how we want to feel, then we will take actions that express those ways of being. We'll naturally move from that energy and start to create that in our life, in our reality. So when I think what it means for me to be connected to joy, for me that means to take time to notice joy around me throughout the day. Like even the smallest things like the leaves on the trees or somebody doing something nice for someone. I was actually on the train yesterday going to New York, the city, and there was this young couple, probably in their early 20s, like this long lingered like train goodbye kiss on the platform like you would see in an old movie and they were just embracing each other's arms and they were just kissing and like smiling at each other and just like so in love and I couldn't help but like smile at it it was so adorable and then the girl got on the train with her luggage and I was just like you guys are so cute he looks like a good one and she was adorable things like that like noticing that and allowing yourself to take it in um, for me, it means stopping and looking at Christmas lights because that brings me joy. Baking cookies and sharing them, sharing them with my neighbors or my friends. Taking moments to acknowledge the joy when it's happening around me. When I think about feeling calm, what that means, it means not saying yes to everything I'm invited to or everything that I'm being asked to be at, even if it means disappointing people. And that is a boundary. That is a self-care boundary that might feel a little uncomfortable for a lot of you who are so in the practice of saying yes because you don't want to upset other people, because you're always putting other people in front of yourself. And it is absolutely a comfort zone challenge to do that. But... I decided if I say yes to all of these things that I'm invited to over the next six weeks, I'm going to feel really resentful. I'm going to feel really burnt out. I'm not going to have the time that I want to have to basically like have the freedom to do nothing if that's what I need. So I said no to a couple things and that's a couple of birthdays and that's a couple of other events. And yes, I have the, like the energetic of, oh, what if that person, like I really disappoint that for not showing up, but the person that I need to worry about not disappointing the most is me. And that's one of my values. So for me, being calm throughout the season means setting that boundary and saying no to some things. It also means leaving the party when I want to leave. <laughs> without like feeling rushed, without feeling like obligated to stay. Um, so if that means leaving a little early, then that's okay with me because I am going to be so present for the time that I am there. 
it also uh, so being cozy for me means taking time to like curl up and watch Christmas movies even if they're the lame Hallmark ones um, lighting a fire putting my Christmas lights on every day who cares I started early <laughs> when I say feeling a part of it I when I really d dig into what that means for me I think often I would observe people enjoying the holidays and observe people like going ice skating or making cookies or even on TV or Christmas movies. I would like observe this whole holiday experience, but I wouldn't actually do it myself. I would be on the outside looking in. And so I didn't have that. It wasn't actually what I was living. I was just observing it. So I realized I need to actually do these things and not just see other people doing them. I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but that's what it was for me. So walking through Central Park and drinking a cup of hot chocolate, like to me, that is feeling a part of it. Um, helping my family prepare for Christmas Eve dinner, going ice skating, going to a holiday market, like with friends, baking cookies. I'm going to do that with my sister and my friend in a few weeks. And then lastly, slowing down, keeping it simple with the gifts that I buy for people. Um, I don't have to like, I don't like to go to malls. I hate shopping, like period, all the times of the year. Hate it so much, even for myself, hate it. So I don't go to malls to ever, like I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a mall. And I will buy Christmas gifts online. I will keep it simple. I will keep it thoughtful, but I don't do the holiday rush thing. I don't do the Black Friday thing. That's not at all what is about the holidays for me or brings me joy. That creates stress for me. So that's a no. Um, I'll also make sure that I do this stuff ahead of time so that I'm not rushing the last week before Christmas to like worry about if the shipping is going to come on time and all that stuff. I'm not going to hustle so hard with work. And I'm going to leave time open to have zero commitments, just zero downtime. If I feel like doing some or zero um, commitment time. So if I feel like doing something, I can. If I don't, I don't have to either. For me, that is what means slowing down. So you can see how you can let those feelings, those ways of being, once you write down a few of them, then take it a step further. What does that look like in your life? Paint the picture and then go out and do it. So like I was saying for this mental health holiday challenge, I'm going to share a tip or an idea or a neuroscience hack, something like that every single day, something practical that you can apply. So today, for instance, if you go on my Instagram stories and I'm going to make a post about it, I shared about using a sun lamp in the morning. I got my sun lamp a few years ago, ordered it on Amazon, and I take it out pretty much after daylight savings when the sun starts to um, rise a little bit later in the morning and I get up around 5.30 and 6 a.m. so it's dark. Usually during the summer time you're always hearing me talk about get out into the sun for 10, 15, 20 minutes in the morning to get the sunlight into your eyes. It's going to help boost your mood. It's going to help reset your sleep cycles. It'll help you sleep better at night. It'll help you wake up in the morning. Well, we don't have that option depending on where you live and what time you get up in the winter. So a sun lamp is the next best option. Um, and if anyone has ever experienced seasonal affective disorder 
or you are just inside more, this is like a must. And the science really, really backs it up. So long periods of dark and lack of sun exposure gets your sleep and wake rhythms thrown off. And so the sun lamp actually helps reset it. The sun lamp positively impacts your body's regulation of serotonin and melatonin. Serotonin actually is the precursor to melatonin. So serotonin is a neurotransmitter, brain chemical, that helps us with our mood. It helps us with a feeling of well-being. Melatonin is a brain chemical that helps us fall asleep at night. So serotonin is the precursor to melatonin. So we need serotonin in order to make melatonin. So when we get in front of the sun or a sun lamp in the morning, this is going to help boost our serotonin levels throughout the day. And then it'll naturally regulate our sleep cycles so that melatonin will rise when the when it starts to get dark out and we will be able to fall asleep better and stay asleep throughout the night. So bright light therapy or this sun lamp therapy is actually considered to be the first line of treatment for seasonal affective disorder. Pretty cool. These lamps cost between like $20 and $40 for the majority of them. Although I did find like a really beautiful one on Amazon that looks just like this adorable piece of home decor. It was $225, um, which is a little bit more expensive. But you know what? If you have the money and you want something that beautiful, then do it. Go for it. Who's going to stop you? Mine looks like kind of like a iPad screen. That's what mine looks like. That just lights up. So you get about a thousand lux of light into your eyes and you want the lamp about like two-ish feet away from you and you don't want it directly in front of your face. You want it a little bit off to the side. So it's shining in your eyes on your face, but you're not looking directly into it. Um, yeah, it's totally worth investing like 30 bucks and getting getting one. That's approximately how much mine cost, and it's great. It's awesome. So um, I would say doing this for 20 to 30 minutes is what the science really shows um, is helpful for helping you get this reset in your sleep cycles. Just some other tips, just like piggybacking off of that sun lamp tip is in midday to help your sleep cycles stay on onset on or reset rather um and to prevent like that midday sleepiness which can be a blood sugar connection often but also can just be because our circadian rhythms are also out of sync getting outside and going for a walk even if it's like a 10 minute walk or moving your body at all midday is a great way to reset your body's sleep cycles and get rid of that midday sleepiness. At night is when we really want to um, turn down the light in our home around us. We know that we want to really turn off and block out any blue light because that's the light that's going to keep us awake. That's like the light coming from screens, our phones, our TVs. Blue light suppresses melatonin production, which will obviously make it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep. Um, and research shows that artificial light at night, um, oh, sorry. Okay. So research associates artificial light at night with an increased risk of obesity, 
sleep disorders, and even cancer. So sleep is like so important. So like one of the most important things, maybe even at times like more important than nutrition because it is so needed for our bodies to even function. If you go a couple days without sleeping, your brain is already not functioning optimally and you can already start to have like delusions and all these really like talk talk about phenomenon um, that happen when we don't sleep. So it is so, so vital. And whenever we're working, whenever I'm working with a client to help them resolve their anxiety and depression and their sleep is not good, we address that we attack it. Like we attack it so that they are sleeping. So at least they're getting the recovery that they need and that that will decrease inflammation. That will help their nervous system relax. That will help their brain actually detoxify overnight. So it's so, so vital. So here's a few ways that you can use light or darkness to support healthy circadian rhythm. So one, we talked about the sun lamp in the morning, 20 to 30 minutes turning off bright lights before bed, going outside and going for a brief walk in the middle of the day. Stop using those fluorescent curly bulbs because they give off an unhealthy amount of blue spectrum light and can strain our eyes. Instead, switch to amber or red bulbs, which have no blue spectrum. Stop staring at bright screens for two hours before bed turn down the lights in general. You can adjust the light on your phone screen to that warmer end of the color spectrum. I think it's called like night mode on the Apple phones. And then blacking out your sleep area with blackout curtains um, so that there's no light coming into your room. I actually started sleeping with like some Christmas lights on in my room but I noticed that it's like I'm always aware that they're on. I feel like even when I'm sleeping, I, I'm always aware that there's a light source in my room. And so I'm going to stop that starting tonight. All right. So those are that's kind of my mental health tip of today. So you got the full exposure to it. But just some things to look forward to over the next six weeks that I'm going to be touching on each day. I'm going to pick a new topic. But I'm going to be talking about vagus nerve stimulation, how to do that, why it's so helpful for relieving anxiety, relieving depression, relieving gut health issues a lot. Um, we'll talk about EFT tapping. We'll do some tapping together. I'll talk about why and how to use cold therapy and sauna to help your mental health. We'll talk about exercise, of course. Hello. Um, we'll probably do some five-minute mood boosters throughout the, throughout the holiday season to get us boost it throughout the day. Love a good five minute mood booster. We'll do some breath work. We'll do some breath work techniques together and we'll learn a little bit about why it actually does improve our mood, improve our mental health in the science. We'll talk about meditation. I am not a meditation leader. I am, that's not my jam, but I'll be happy to share with you what I do and what other people do and maybe I'll find someone to come on and maybe we'll do an interview who's um, more of a meditation person for you to really like take you through it. I also want to talk about ASMR because I don't know if there's any science that connects ASMR to mental health, but I absolutely know it does calm you and it does something in your brain 
because you have those brain tingles. It does something. I'm really excited to do more research on this um, and share with you my ASMR experience. <laughs> now I got into it um, accidentally. I always do these things accidentally. I'll talk about vitamin deficiencies and how those connect to anxiety and depression. I'm going to talk to you about nootropics, which are, for lack of a better term, smart drugs. They're natural compounds that can help um, optimize the function of your brain, which is pretty phenomenal. And they're uh, natural, but that doesn't mean just because they're natural that they're, they shouldn't be done properly or with caution or without proper um, guidance. So I'm going to give you a little bit of guidance on that. Of course, I go into much more detail on it in my Natural Solutions program, um, which there is a Black Friday sale going on, and it's going to end um, on Cyber Monday will be the last day of it. So go and check that out. I'll put the link below, but basically you'll be able to save on the program and you'll also get lifetime access to it. So I'm not gonna go through the full thing now, but it's an amazing deal. And if you are someone who wants to start using natural solutions to improve your mental health, this is like the program that's gonna take you step-by-step step through it with a guided professional, me, who's also experienced it personally in my own struggle. I'm going to talk about nutrition in this mental health holiday challenge. I'll give you certain labs to look at that are really important in putting the piece of the puzzle. We'll talk about why low stomach acid can contribute to anxiety and depression. We'll talk about gut health support. So I'm going to give you like little tidbits, but I want it to leave you empowered to put this stuff into action because honestly, there's so much that you can do at home right now without like purchasing one thing that can actually make a huge impact on your mental health. And we just need to understand that we have so much more control over our mental health than we have been taught, have been told essentially. And that is what I want. That's like my main mission is to empower you with this, with this stuff, to support all of the psychology work that you're doing, to support all of the life work that you're doing but how can we support the body through that so that the body heals, the brain heals, the mind heals. All right, my fabulous warrior friends, I am going to leave you. Thank you so much for hanging with me. Go follow me on my Instagram to get all of the mental health holiday tips. If you're following me on christine.cohen, give my other um, account a follow at wake up your warrior. I'm trying to grow that one a little bit. So I would so appreciate your support on that. All right, friends, I'll see you tomorrow for the next mental health holiday challenge day and keep in touch with me. Let me know what you're doing, what you're trying, what's helping, what you'd like to learn more about. I want to just like spill out into this community um, over this holiday season. And yeah. All right. I'll see you soon. Bye.